Good Wednesday evening to you. I am Chris, uh, the host, the creator of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast, where my goal, the intentionality is to educate, to encourage, and empower people. I believe that Abba's love is inclusive. It excludes no one. So tonight we're doing Bible study. Just calling it Wednesday night with Chris. Um, and we'll get started in a few minutes. I'm going to play this song for our, you know, opening devotional song, do a prayer, and then we will get into our Bible study. And I thank you in advance for everyone that hits play on the Encouraging Your Spirit podcast family. You gave us a promise that we would find you. We search for you with our whole heart. So we give you our whole heart tonight.
Let's go to God to prayer in prayer. Shall we? Gracious God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this day. We set our mind, our heart, our spirit, our intentionality toward your insight, toward your words, toward your wisdom, toward your favor, uh, grace, compassion, and kindness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you're the God that sees us. You're the God that hears us. You're the God that loves us. We thank you for your love that is unfailing. We thank you that your love is stronger than the power of the grave, higher than the mountains that we face, that your love never gives up. It never runs out. It is always for us. Us. We are your handiwork made in your very image, and we thank you for all that you're doing within us and through us. We ask you to open our hearts, open our ears, uh, help us this evening as we uh, seek your truth, we seek uh, your voice, we seek your wisdom, we seek your revelation as we study uh, the scriptures tonight and talk about uh, its application in, in context and what it means in our daily life. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for being our good, good father who loves us immensely and infinitely. We thank you for sustaining and keeping us day to day, moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond. Help us as we continue to grow uh, in the nature and, and knowledge of who we are and who you want to be in our lives. Help us to continue to grow and be life and light and love and mercy to all 
that we meet in Jesus' name. Amen. How y'all doing tonight? I hope that you all are having a great day. I am uh, Chris, the host of Creative Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. And tonight, if you don't have time to look at it with me while we're doing it now, uh, you can always look later. But we're looking at Psalms 34.4. And the topic that we're talking about is what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Psalm 34 reads, I sought the Lord. I'm going to pull these notes over here so I'm not looking to the left. There we go. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. I say it again. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. One of the things I love in terms of study, in terms of looking at the different uh, versions, I'm an information scientist in training and and a librarian is looking at how they write the verses and looking for patterns or just looking at words and because words have meaning uh, to me and just looking at them. So I enjoyed when you, when I was studying, I have to do this uh, Bible study tonight, looking at different versions and looking how it said delivered me, uh, how it said delivered and answered, delivered and freed, delivered and heard. I just, I guess for me, I like the, the, the metaphoric things that come to mind when we think about what does it mean to be heard? What does it mean to be seen? What does it mean to be freed? What does it mean to be delivered? I love that. Uh, so the context, as you know, the context for the scripture is this is David that is expressing uh, determination to extol God. Um, on this verse, uh, we also find that this is also after one of King Saul's fit of anger and threats against you know David's life. Uh, and it said that David rose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Uh, so it's 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 this Psalms uh, 34 is referencing uh, the scripture that is found First Samuel 21 10 through 15. Read it when you can. I'm not reading it tonight, but I give you the highlights. So as I said, you know, uh, after after one of King Saul's fits of anger, David has left uh, and fled for fear of Saul, and he went to Kish, the king of Gath. And although he, meaning David, had fled before, both from his own house and from Naoth, I think I'm saying that right, he now left his country completely and went of all places to the Philistines, the city of Gath, which is the former home of Goliath. Uh, and that's found in 1 Samuel 17. For who's Goliath? Remember, David is the one that killed Goliath, uh, if we remember um, our scriptures, Bible stories. It is said that although David was apparently well received by the king, the king's servants took a more negative view. And the servants of Achish said unto him, is this is not this David the king of the land? Uh, did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying Saul has slain his thousands and David? Uh, his ten thousands and David laid upon up these words in his heart and was afraid of Achish the king of Gath. So David takes um, two actions in response. He feigns madness by uh, scrabbling or scratching on the gates of the city and drooling saliva uh, into his beard. His ruse was successful in producing both disgust and sympathy. Akish ejected him from the city. Second, David continues his flight uh, until uh, he reaches a safer 
location, the cave of Adullam, not far from his hometown of Bethlehem. Also, this is basically Psalms 34 represents David's feelings and experience. When we think about the title of the psalm, that reads the psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. Abimelech and Akish are said to be the same person. Abimelech is the title that is given to the Philistine king and merely means my father is king. It's also said that when we look at our verse tonight, I read it again. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. It is said that it was fear and not real danger from which David was delivered. That's what they say. Although prominent men of Gath were suspicious of him, there is no indication that King Achish shared their doubts. In fact, on later occasion, when he sought refuge there, which you're saying later in terms of 1 Samuel 27, 6. So in the background, this is happening 1 Samuel 21 through 27. It just giving you context. Who, what, where, when, why, what's going on? That Akish received him most hospitably, even giving him the town of Ziklag for home. Hope I said that right. So that's the context of, of that scripture. But the deeper question is, what are you afraid of? And how does this relate to our present day life or present day context? And I was thinking about that. Excuse me, because I thought it was interesting that the script, the commentaries on the scripture say that David was not in real danger. Real danger because they were saying there was no real proof that, that Akish was going to, you know, do something to him or harm him in any way. Because later, uh, he received him well. Or they also note that these were the, the servant's response to uh, David, not necessarily the word of the king. But I think ultimately... Wherever you are on the context of is that true, is that right, you know, was it real danger or not real danger, you know, I was just thinking about today how fear is is and can be an insidious paralyzing agent that in, in many ways I've wondered does it really matter uh, or at least in our mind sense, sense does it really matter if it's real happening or literal because in some ways it can feel like it is the same. Fear in itself can be immobilizing. You know, recently I was reading about a devotional that discussed fear. And the author discussed that childhood fear moved, uh, childhood fear that he had in moving to the United States from India and struggling with speaking English and how he had been laughed at. Uh, and he's still now, later he's writing this devotional, he's a full-grown adult, and he still remembers the shame that he felt, the experiences that he felt about being laughed at. And for him, he's writing that, you know, this created fear in public speaking for him. Because I guess when every time he, he got ready or thought about speaking, he remembered being laughed at. He remembered uh, the shame that he felt. I definitely wholeheartedly believe that shame dies when we tell our stories in sacred spaces. Um, and fear in itself can also be, you know, the popular acronym that is false evidence that appears real. And also is the fact that people can feel real fear and, and it actually be some real and present danger that they're facing that causes it. Um, I'm not trained for the latter. So I'm encouraging you, if you're hearing this podcast and you're facing something that's a real fear, that you're, the fear is so paralyzing and insidious to you that you can't leave your house. You don't want to talk to people or 
whatever the case may be, I encourage you to seek out resources of healthcare providers, counselors, therapists that can help you deal with that. Just wanted to say that because, you know, as a librarian, I won't always want to give you resources that help you. So, but ultimately, like I'm saying, we're talking about fear in, in this context. What is it that we're afraid of? Because I think me, you, us, we do have things that we're afraid of. I, I identify with the, the public speaking. I have not necessarily had the experience of being laughed at for public speaking. But I think for me, what I have been scared of when I'm doing public speaking or getting ready to speak um, and I think conference presentations or talks that I give, I don't want to um, harm people because I definitely think of like in this podcast space or the space of, of ministry, I realize that when people hear me talk about scripture or people talk about God, uh, people have had various experiences with that. People have been harmed by other ministry leaders, other people who were in a church or in a group space, whether they were the titled ordained ministry, or they could have had that experience when it came to family members and friends who talked about a scripture, talked, gave sermons or did, you know, talked about Bible study. I mean, whether that was your background or not, I realized people have been harmed and I never, ever, ever, ever want to cause more harm to people. So oftentimes when I think about whether it is that I'm talking about Jesus, whether I'm talking about spirituality, I'm always mindful that there are people who have been wounded and I don't want to cause further wounds. There's also the fact that when I'm when I'm talking about what I what the fears that I have is like that I don't want to cause further 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 wounding um, of uh, individuals. There's also the fact that I really care about people. I care about the content that I um, am giving. So I always want to do a good job. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your time on this podcast space. And if you meet me in my day job or as a, you know, information scientist in training, as a doctoral student, Chris, that's becoming Dr. Wiley, I'll never want to waste your time over there either. That's just how I am. So I'm always fearful. of Like, oh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Just want to teach you and go. So that's what we're doing. There's also the fact that I think me, U.S. If, if are afraid of people that are afraid of heights. There are times when I think about experiences that I've had that have, have made me fearful. For example, you know, I was recently in the experience of um, coming home from the airport on the Uber. And the, my Uber driver got stopped by the police. I was in the car, so it happened to me too. There's all the real lived experiences of people that are names that are no longer here. And that have died in the account encounters with the police. So that's a fear that people actually have when you see law enforcement. There's the fear of that that can happen in terms of relationships when you're you really want to have a good relationship and it doesn't go well and then you're afraid that you're never going to have one again. There's the fear that people have of being alone. There's the fear uh, that uh, people might have in the sense of, in my own experience, in um, if you listen to my podcast episode, Moving Forward, I talk about the experience of my father passing away. And the fear that I often have now as I go back uh, to visit my mother and my brother is my mother is aging. A lot of my relatives that still remain are aging. There's the fear of life without them. Not in the sense that I that I'm um unaware 
or disconnected from the fact that we do die. No one gets out of life alive. Um, there's the fact that the suddenness that my father's passing happened is like, I fear that. I don't want to go through that again. That's just how I feel. Um, I think after that experience, I realized, you know what, in life you really don't get preludes to anything happening. I would really like a little bit more forewarning. Is that possible? I do not know. Which is, you know, uh, when the, the devotional writer is talking about his fears. Uh, and he's using this a completely different scripture. He's using the scripture that talks about uh, my grace is sufficient in weakness. But he's talking about when he had that experience as a child of people laughing at him. He remembered, you know, as he grew up wanting to get to a place and a space where he was never afraid again. Where he never had to experience that again. And, you know, he wanting to eliminate every weakness so nothing could touch him. And later in adulthood, he writes that he realizes there is no such place. As I, me, you, Usher, realize there is no such place. Um, in life, we do go through trials and tribulations. In life, we do experience pain. In life, we do experience grief. In life, we do experience uh, suffering. And in my own practice, in praxis, I'm learning that when I have a lot of fears, which I, which I do, I often spend time in my conversations with God telling him about those fears. Um, I also spend time thinking about scriptures that, that uh, talk about fear. Or I also think about times, while it's true that I have felt fear, it's time I have, I have experienced uh, failures, I have experienced loss, I have experienced grief, I've experienced you know, bad times. It is also true that God is faithful. It is also true that God is a promise keeper. It is also true that God has kept and keeps and sustains me day to day, to day moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond. More than one thing can be true at the same time but those things do not have to be mutually uh, exclusive and I'm also realizing that our fears do come there's no specific way to stop them from coming in our mind our heart and our spirit but our faith should be can be louder experiencing peace is not about dismissing or uh, fear or denying weakness or avoiding pain. There's no real way to do that. You can try, but it, it isn't really a successful uh, experience. It really isn't. But we do get to acknowledge our fears and allow God to bring meaning to all of the hard things that we have endured. I love it how a, a friend of mine in, in a mentorship group um, says uh, for the doctoral research support program, we can do hard things. Remind yourself you can do hard things. I think we can endure hard things. Yes, it's true that you know we may or may not want to endure the hard thing, but it is true that we can endure hard things. In my own life today was an absolute struggle. You probably wouldn't notice looking at me coming to you in a tie and a shirt. And, and you know, I went to work today. It was a struggle to go to work today. It's been a struggle most of this month. I felt literally like a lot of times 
I felt like I had to be the motivational speaker. E.T. Thomas saying, you can do it, Chris. Just it's, it's just been a dragging experience. There's the winter experience. There's been weather-wise, we've had, you know, uh, icy snow, extremely cold conditions. There's living in, a, you know, Illinois uh, alone now. Um, there's... There's a lot of different experiences that there's, you know, struggles and challenges that I have had to face in my graduate program and regroup and, 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 and get myself back together or find a new team or, you know, develop a, a supportive structure and system that helps me now. So there's grief and mourning that I have experienced. There's, you know, lots of challenges uh, that I've experienced in life that have induced and, and created fears. There's a fear of, you know, will I get out of this graduate program? Um, there's the fear of, will I really find people to help me and be supportive? Uh, there's the fear of, you know, now that, you know, my spouse lives in a different space and place, can we still sustain our relationship? Can I still be a good, good spouse in this context? So, you know, I think no matter who you are, me, you, us, we have varied experiences when it comes to our fears. Yet, I am also learning that I, in many cases, because it's a space and a place that I have never been, that means I get the joy of trusting God. I get the, the, the joy of depending on God moment to moment, millisecond and millisecond, and knowing that there are numerous times that God is always with me and ever present and has not failed me. And that's not just some beautiful sentence or empowering thing to say. It is truth, meaning universal and unchanging. I can point to things. I can, you know, believe the report of the Lord. I can understand and know that we overcome by the word of our testimony. I can remember not just testimonies that I have, but testimonies of friends and, and family members who have experienced things that maybe I've not experienced. <clears throat> and I can look to them and go, well, you know, it is true. And I think oftentimes those are things that we battle when we think about battling our fears. It isn't necessarily that we fear that it won't happen. It's will it happen to me? Will I get to see? See, see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living while I'm alive and able. Is will I get to experience things um, when we're thinking about what is it that we're, we're afraid of? You know, what is it that hold, hold, holds us back in many cases? I've often thought about, you know, how that is in many ways connected to the concept and the idea of do you know who you are and do you know what has happened to you? Because it's very true that me, you, us do have fears. But while it is true that we have fears, we also have times when we have overcome things. When we have done and do hard and endure hard things and persevere. Jesus helps us. We have friends and families that love us deeply and immensely and care for us. And Jesus cares for us. And those are things that we have to often remind ourselves when the fear gets a bit loud. That's all I got for you today. I was just sharing some things that were on my heart and on my mind and spirit when we think about, you know, what is it that we're afraid of? And I want to leave you with that no matter what it is that you're afraid of, we have to know that we may not be able to avoid fear, 
or stop hurting our lives, but we are promised the nearness of God to help us face our fears and get through our hurt. You know, when you think about the scripture that says God is close to the broken heart and crushed in spirit. Many things in our lives can crush our spirit. It's not just the loss of a person. It can be a loss of versions of ourselves. Loss of so many, loss of a dream. The way you thought it would be. The way that you thought it would be and it doesn't feel like the way you thought it would feel. We get to bring our fears to the Lord each day. Moment to moment, millisecond and millisecond. And trust God that he is with us and for us. I use he, but I really believe God is genderless. I just have constantly used God in terms of pronoun, but choose accordingly to you. Each dawn of a new day is a reminder of the help, the support, the love, the grace, the faithfulness that we have in God. Never forget, always remember, keep that on your mind. All right. So think about that in the context of what is it that you feel. That's all I got. I thank you so much for taking time to uh, listen to me talk to you today and speak with you. I hope that something that is said that encourages, uplifts, empowers, educates your spirit, your heart, your mind. Feel free. Let me know. What is it that you're afraid of? What are some things that you're afraid of? Feel free. Email the podcast, Encouraging Your Spirit Podcast at gmail.com. And if you have any prayer requests, any things you want me to pray alongside and believe with you, please know that I'll do it. And also, if no one has told you they love you today, know that I do. I hope you have a great day today. Peace. See you next time.